The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with the Stock Market Authority. Welcome. It's uh, Wednesday morning, the uh, the ninth day after the election. I told you stocks drive politics. It's I, if I had the paper, it wouldn't have mattered. And so let's just go and make money in this down market as we are. Uh, what I'm going to cover today: uh, how you can crush the pros, the stock market pros. Uh, I'm going to go talk about Tesla. Uh, g- the stock going down, and uh, how I'm making money in this down market with a little bit more detail. So uh, I still like my guitar work. You know, how many guitar interests do you have on your other podcast, Chrissy? I mean, not a lot. There's Especially not one that amazing. Thank you, thank you. There, I'm fishing Custom right now, made. big time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, please go to my website before I get into this. Before I forget, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Uh, please sign up for my free newsletter. Uh, as a gift, there, I tell you how to sell stocks. A lot of people don't cover this. Very few cover it. I'm good at it, and I want to make you good at it. Uh, so please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I really want to get to a thousand plus subscribers. We're making great progress, but I really appreciate your help in advance. Please go and subscribe to my podcast, uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you choose to uh, to podcast, if you will. Follow on your favorite social media. I'm breaking in daily now with some, some new things. My disclaimer, this isn't financial advice. You're smart people. I obviously don't know your financial situation in and out. I just show you what literally I'm investing in, suggesting to my boys that they should should join me with and, uh, and hopefully entertain, uh, teach, have a lot of fun. So, how you can crush the pros, the stock market pros, and I started off with uh, with Apple in this uh, in this example, and uh, the reason being it's the number one stock in the S and P five hundred. It's widely known; everybody owns it. But the 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 main thing is is that it's such a big part of the indices. So I'll go into this. When I see this chart, my eye immediately goes to my cell discipline being implemented. So when it closes below the two hundred day. I would have sold a third. I've never owned it individually, by the way. Just it, it doesn't interest me. Uh, 50-day coming down through 200 at 140. And if the 200-day starts going down, those are those three arrows you see there at the top uh, at 145. You're out at 145 on average. The stock's 138 right now. The sell discipline isn't perfect, but it is a discipline. And so I have an objective way of getting out of harm's way and avoiding large losses and locking in big games that I want to impart to you. Dan Benton that I talked about yesterday, the Goldman Sachs technology analyst from the 90s, has his list of, of uh, uh, you know, ways to sell tech stocks. And they, one of the number one is sell when estimates are coming down. Well, Apple, the estimates are coming down. It's very difficult to see in the chart, but you see these two red arrows by the earnings numbers for 2023 and 2024. They're coming down. 2024, earnings growth is going to be 9%. I kind of yawn when I see that. I don't care that it's Apple. 9% doesn't get me too jacked up. Uh, the PE multiple is, if, if they hit those numbers 20 times, uh, 
okay, not great. Dan Benton also talked about that uh, most technology stocks are product cycle stories. That certainly fits Apple with the uh, the iPhone 14, which has been disappointing. What's next? I don't see anything on the horizon that gets anybody too excited. So my take is uh, this is a great company with great product, great products. I think it's a bad stock. Now, for perspective, I go back to the long-term chart. And here you see from the, the it's almost tough to see, the 2000 uh, stock market bubble. That's it. Uh, the tech bubble that peaked in 2000. Tech especially rolled over. Everything rolled over, but tech really was whacked. And you see this red arrow that I've drawn to the far left. And it took five years for Apple. Apple now is revered as you know this this shining light on a hill. People worried it was going out of business. You know that that it was being passed by. And uh, uh, so the stock breaks out to new highs at a dollar thirty seven split adjusted. Think about that, a dollar thirty seven. The stock's at one thirty eight right now. So uh, I, I I point to the contrast of a breakout, uh, a buy opportunity where there's pessimism, there is some positive change coming that isn't widely expected, and then you go off on this, uh, this, big, bull, this big bull run. Now we get to the, the point where it's the number one component of the S&P 500. It's, uh, get to that chart, please. It's uh, uh, 6 to 7% of the S&P, virtually every money manager with the S&P as a benchmark has to hug these top 10 stocks to stay in business. That's just the way it works. If you're wrong, you get fired. And so you own, so Apple, 6 to 7% in the index. If you hated uh, uh, Apple as a stock, you might own four. So you can go to the committee and say, hey, please don't fire me. I owned an, uh, enough Apple to stay around. If you're bullish as, as crazy, maybe you own 9% Apple. But zero, Jack, zero uh, is likely the answer. And uh, there isn't an institution out there that can say that, but you as an individual inve- investor, I think that's the answer. Next, I go to the analyst ratings. Uh, uh, this is Apple, 43 analysts. There's 26 buys and two sells. And to the 43 analysts on the buy side, I say, buy a chart book. I can see from three city blocks that this is rolling over and is not going to make you much money this year and next. And so uh, with 43 analysts pouring over everything you can see, you can conceive about, uh, no one including you and me is going to have an, uh, a fundamental analytical edge on Apple. Uh, uh, the group thing comes in. You see the, the average price target, median price target, 176 versus 138 now. There aren't going to be any amazing, you know, amazing surprises here. So, you know, Apple is what it is. Next, I go to the style boxes. I think this is Morningstar. It might be another style box, but this is the way the industry works. And if, I, if you know all this, then, you know, tell me to shut up. But if you don't, this is the way the institutional, the stock market pros manage money. There's market cap, small, mid, large on the left side, and at the top, investment style, value, blend, and growth. And there is a billion permutations of this. But the pros have to fit into one of these boxes. 
And I understand why they, why they, the consultants that, that talk to the teachers, uh, the teachers union pension of Washington State and, and, and CalPERS and, and what have you, but uh, it's irrelevant for you. You don't, then fitting into one of these boxes is an absolute waste of time. The pros have to do it. And so here's my take. The pros have to own the apples of the world. They have to stay in one of these boxes. You do not. There are plenty of other opportunities. And frankly, I want you to use the the institutional handcuffs, take them off of yourself, and Go to where there's other opportunities, which brings me to the plethora of ETFs that have exploded over the years. This is a list of, of, of everything that's out there. There's almost 2,000-plus uh, uh, equity stock ETFs. There's 3,000 overall, and they cover everything. I mean, they cover small, medium, large cap. They cover all those style boxes. They cover every country, every commodity, long and short, everything that you can think of. And so there's something out there that's going to be better than Apple. And I'm finding it, and I'm imparting it to you. So I'm hoping making my point here. Next, uh, because I'm crazy, and I've been a Market Smith and a Bill O'Neill fan for 30-plus for years, I input every ETF that you just saw on that last chart into my system, and I go through them monthly at minimum for you and try to find new things that are occurring that, that we can invest in. Not trade, invest in. And that's an, appoint, uh, an important distinction that I want to make. Uh, most pros don't beat the market. And I know you know that, but this is, this is pretty stark. This is the Spiva report. And 94% of uh, investment pros underperformed the market over the last 20 years. So only 6% are beating the market. 85% over the, over the last year. So you get these brilliant people with all these spreadsheets and all these dividend, uh, dividend discounted cash models, and it doesn't work. So what works? I, I really wanted to find that, and that's why we're sitting here today. So here's my take. I want you to do both. You can buy the S&P 500, most, most of you have retirement accounts in 401ks that make you automatically buy the best companies that the S&P decides, which will have the next Apple in it, and just keep buying and buying and buying because I, I'm, you know, I'm making money in a down market. I'm so bullish on America, it's a joke. We all get up to make our lives better, to invent new things, to better our lives, and, and make the world better. And so stocks, yep, they go up 70% of the time, but for the 30, I want to be a help to you. And we're in the 30 right now. So uh, I want you to go out and, and buy the S&P for a portion of your assets, the retirement accounts, make it easy, make it automatic, make it dispassionate for you, automatic. And then I want you to come and, and see what we're doing. And what we're doing is making money in a down market, and, and uh, this flat out works. It just it does. I didn't know this when I – this is my shameless plug. Uh, we're up 5.87% uh, through October. We're up uh, close to 8%, a little over that right now. S&P is down 20% plus. And I can't be more transparent about, about how we're doing it. When I started this, I thought it would work. I've been in hedge funds, mutual funds, institutional firms, which is why I see the hugging of the indices and the fitting into the style boxes. And, uh, but now we're coming up on two and a half years. I'm convinced this works. It just flat out works. 
Uh, I draw your attention to the bar charts. Uh, we're up 36%. There we go. Up 36% uh, since inception. Two and a half years. You know, a bull and a bear market. So this is, I think, meaningful. Uh, we're up 10% better than the S&P. You know, with all those things that I mentioned, the Apples and the Microsofts and the Teslas of the world. And we're five times the hedge funds that are charging 2% fees and 20% of the profits. So uh, those are the cold, hard facts. Facts are stubborn things. I'm proud of what we're doing, and I'm not resting on my laurels. I'm terrified that these numbers start looking worse, and that's why I I pour over uh, all the information that I do and present that to you. So uh, just a reminder, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for free for my newsletter. Uh, please uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm very visual, as you can see. I'm uh, so I want you to see what I'm doing. If you can't, and you you know you want to listen to me while I'm work, you're working out and walking Murph, uh, then then or your dog, uh, you know, then uh, please follow the podcast. Please follow me on your favorite social media, TikTok, etc. So when I break in, you see what's going on. But you can press crush the pros. I want to help. And, um, and, and thanks for, for joining along. My next segment, the, the mailbag. And uh, if I haven't gotten to your questions or, or, or uh, I don't today, please keep firing. I'm going to get to, I can't say everything, but I'm going to get to a lot. And especially if the same themes keep bubbling to the surface. So uh, Murph came in and said, Bakes, you bash institutions. I think bash is a very harsh verb. I wouldn't use that, but uh, so be it. Um, but the institution's money drives ETFs and stocks higher. That is true, but you shouldn't put their handcuffs on you. That's my whole point. And to this, uh, to illustrate this, I, I highlighted my Monday post uh, from Tesla, where I said Tesla closed below 200, 163 is the next stop. And you see these lines that I have on the chart here. Um, the Tesla chart. The, going horizontal in the 200, and uh, 163 is the uh, is the next level. I can't see if that's it. Um, but I've added an up and up and down volumes here that you that you uh, 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 that you can see. October 2019. This is what a bottom and a breakout looks like to me. Uh, you have a high volume. Uh, uh, the, uh, a spike in volume, stock takes off to new highs, and we're off to the races from October October 2019. This is Tesla that I'm, I'm referring to, which seems to be a lightning rod, so I keep going there because I have fun with it. Uh, October 2020, you see the follow-through. And Murph, I don't care what institution this is. I don't care if it's Kathy Wood. I don't care if it's Citadel. I don't care if it's Elon's mom. Uh, somebody knows Business is getting better at Tesla. They're putting their money where their mouth is. They're bidding the stock up. My point with all this, for this, this longer-term perspective, that was 2019, 2020. It's the end of 2022. We're reversing all this. The down volume is picking up. The institutions are saying, I don't care that it's 1.7% of the S&P. I'm getting out of here. And I don't care if it's because of Twitter or, or, or delivery schedules, or what have you, the stock is going down. So I hope that's helpful and explains how I, I view the institutions. Uh, next, Charlie from New York asks about the best platform, uh, uh, trading uh, application, if you will. For me, it's Fidelity because I'm old, and I'm familiar with them, and I trust them and like them. Uh, 
uh, and they are commission free like everybody else is. Robin Hood uh, made everyone go free, and and so now uh, fidelity is the case. For um, you see here for beginners, and that might not be you, but the the platforms that are. Uh, you know, viewed by Investopedia, not me. I have not done extensive work in this, full disclosure. But you don't see a Robin Hood on the list, and you don't see some of the newer ones on the list. So uh, we hold most ETFs for the long for long term capital gains. So twelve months plus. I don't invest on the phone, so that's not that important to me. But you see the um, uh, the TD Ameritrades and what have you that are – yeah, leave that there for a second. Uh, these are the ones that I would explore first. Fidelity works great for me. I don't do anything fancy. And, and oh, by the way, I don't trade that much. I mean, I, I, I'm an investor. I might put an investment on uh, – idea on once a month, twice a month. I don't want to have to leave a meeting and, 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 and run frenetically to my screen. So uh, those are my thoughts there. And I want to hear your feedback. What have you used? What do you like? What do you hate? And uh, I'll pass that along to the audience so that everybody has the tools. And this is great. Next is short selling. Uh, Bobby from Virginia, who's my son, who I love very much. And uh, he turns 26. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, next week, which means I'm 106. You're welcome. Uh, so I've got the scars to prove that I know some of this stuff in the stock market. Uh, this is how you short stocks. And you ask about the best way, I'll get to that. But the way I like to think about it and explain it, and I did this to my dad uh, you know, years ago, was I view short selling as the reverse of buying low and selling high. It just reverses the chronology. You sell high first and buy low. So because of the you know, quirks in the stock market and history and what have you, this is a good illustration. You go to a broker, you borrow the shares of ABC stock in this example, 10 shares of ABC. And there's a little some complications about that we can go into later if you want to about is it tough to borrow, how expensive it is to borrow, uh, that kind of thing. But so let's say this is easy. You borrow 10 shares of ABC, not a real uh, stock anymore. Uh, you sell the stock at five hundred dollars, fifty bucks a share. It goes down to forty, so there's four hundred. You buy or cover the stock at forty. You pay back the broker and you keep the hundred dollars. That's the way that works. And I'm going to use a real world example. And I'm picking on Tesla today. I don't know why, but I feel like it. Anyway, so here's Tesla. Full disclosure: I only did this through the Sark. Mutual fund, Matthew Tuttle's Sark fund, which you know the short innovation fund, which is the inverse of the of the uh, of Kathy Woods Ark A R K K, and this, in my opinion, Bobby, this is the best way to short stocks. You've got ETFs that that have gone through all the machinations, have the brokerage relationships, have the margins account, have the ability to borrow, uh, and and they'll do it for you. So. Yes, if you really want it, you feel strongly about a particular one or two ideas, great. You know, go to your brokerage and do it. But I like, you know, going after entire groups of stocks. Stocks tend to move in groups. In this case, it's the Kathy Wood stocks. And uh, her cleanest dirty shirt, which I think I mentioned on the last show, a reference to a Johnny Cash song, is Tesla. This is now an ugly chart joining the other 30 or so ugly charts in her portfolio. It used to be semi-pretty. Now it's just ugly. So uh, here's the arrow uh, 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 shorting the Tesla at 300. 
covering at the at the 200 level just to keep the math simple i wanted to have you know nice round numbers but this worked out perfectly so 300 to 200 you pay the broker back you take a hundred dollars profit per share in about a month. Now, by the way, that happens very, very seldom. Very, very seldom. But it's a, an idealized example. Please also see this arrow at the top here for, for Tesla in, in January, um, sorry, November, that uh, corresponds to the X, uh, uh, the short innovation daily chart, SARC, uh, where we bought this at 1121, November 21st, at, uh, at $34. And we're now at 64. We're up 90%. We're coming up on long-term capital gains. It's a big winner, and it's paid for a lot of the mistakes that I've made over the course of the year. But the reason I bring that up is that that corresponds, that buy with that peak in Tesla, the best stock that Kathy Wood had, that's now uh, giving up the ghost. And the timing is not uh, – uh, and I didn't, frankly, make that connection at the time. This is going back and doing the postmortem. But you can see that the rest of the portfolio was starting to go down, and now Tesla is joining the party. This is the ARC fund, the inverse of what the SARC is. November of, of, of 2021, we shorted this at 113. Uh, sorry. The, the, the ARC fund uh, – started going down at 113 we're now at $34. So that's what we do all day, every day. And I hope that I explained short selling a little bit better. And if I haven't, please, I'll clarify anything you need me to. Next is uh, the portfolio, how I'm making money in this down market. And I get asked this all the time. And, uh, and I'm showing you here the portfolio. This is a real Fidelity account that my wife and I have. We have the S&P clugging along in the, uh, 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 you know, in the retirement account. But, and I spend about three minutes a night doing this. I go, I look at this, and I say, I look for red. And if I see anything down 15%, I'm gone. I don't talk to anybody, consult anybody. I just, uh, I don't have large losses because I've seen this movie, and you've seen this movie, and be honest with yourself. Go to your portfolio. If you have a bunch of big losers, you start thinking about adopting this, especially this time of year. You know, uh, uh, if you have a bunch of capital gains, take your, your losses so you can tax loss harvesting is the fancy term, but go through the portfolio and sell your losers. That's the very unfancy term. Reduce your check bill, check with your accountant, of course, but then you can buy anything you want. Uh, you can buy the, 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 the stock or the ETF back in, uh, in, in 30 days. So here's where we are right now. We're 68% short the ARC stocks, uh, which is now being added by, you know, exacerbated by uh, the, the crypto fiasco with FTX that just started to break uh, yesterday. I might cover that more. Let me know if you have questions. The SPACs, which we talked about, emerging markets, especially China, the Qs, which is Apple, Tesla, Microsoft, etc., uh, the Russell 2000, the small cap growth, that's a style box I don't like. So I'm going to go the other way of, of the way a lot of the world is going. Real estate is starting to go north. I mean, sorry, south. Uh, the financials, which hasn't worked that well yet, to be blunt. And the big European stocks haven't worked that great. Those are my only two losers, those last two. Uh, we own, I own, we own, my wife and I, uh, agriculture, which nobody has told you to buy, but except for us, I think, uh, wheat, soybeans, etc. The we own small cap energy, 
which I think is going to continue to go uh, to work out. I might add to that. We'll talk about that if I do. And 21% in cash. This also goes to the institutional discussion that we had. There's no institution that can have 21% in cash. The consultant says, we paid you to be invested in small cap growth. That's your box. Stay in the damn box. And you can have 5% cash, but you can't have 21 because we're not going to pay you for that. So uh, I, cash is now paying you 3%. The market's down 20 Cash is no longer trash. And I have no problem to have that kind of flexibility to go audible into whatever looks like the Apple chart from 2005 and the Tesla chart from 2019. And boy, nobody's looking for those more than me. I went through this past this uh, uh, past weekend, especially a month end. I go through all those charts that I talked about, thousands, thousands of them. And uh, there's nothing new to buy yet. I'll tell you when there is. I'll break in with new investment ideas. But I don't see anything that, uh, that gets me uh, too excited at, at this stage of the game. So... Uh, my last segment, I want to leave with something, uh, you know, I call it much-needed levity. And I look for levity as much as I look for uh, uh, stocks and, and ETFs that are going up. My, uh, uh, I had a day with Bakes. That's what I give uh, my family for Christmas. Sometimes it's a threat. Sometimes it's a promise. And um, uh, took him to uh, Gotham Comedy Center and uh, went to – he actually took me, but I took him out to other things. Uh, went to uh, the Gotham Comedy Center in New York, which I highly recommend. And as a surprise, Jim Gaffigan came on and, and did uh, 20, 25 minutes. This is him, uh, about six minutes long. Go to the link. I can't play it automatically because the lawyers get involved. But uh, him running the New York City Marathon is about as funny as me running the New York City Marathon and about as likely. So I want you to listen to that and enjoy it and get a chuckle. So, uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for free for my newsletter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, and, and, uh, and, and podcast. Uh, follow on, my, on your favorite social media. Email me, bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Please go to Twitter at bakestakes underscore DM me there for questions, thoughts, ideas, complaints, criticisms. Thank you. This is Bakes. Hope I've been helpful. I will see you next week. Keep smiling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.